Hello and welcome to Baseline to Baseline, a sports podcast with a musical twist. My name is Aiden Berg, and today I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Nathan Ackerman. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Uh, I have to admit I'm a nervous wreck. This is going to be a very stressful weekend for myself for reasons that I won't get into too much, won't, won't waste our time too much right now because we're going to talk about that shortly. Yes, we will. Obviously, Nathan is referring to the current jumbled situation in the NL wildcard race in the MLB. But before we get to that, we are going to jump into some discussions of the NBA Conference Finals. Because right now, two teams are down 3-1, to one, the Celtics and the Nuggets, uh, after the Nuggets lost to the Lakers last night. Which, I gotta say, real bad move from the Lakers, tempting mm. fate like that. I don't know what they were thinking, but... We'll we'll see if they can uh if they can break the three to one curse and and defeat the Nuggets and then obviously the Celtics and Heat will be playing their game five later on tonight. We are hoping to really try to get this podcast up before then uh, because we are going to be discussing both of those, but we will we will see on that. So Nathan, you know if, if do you give either of these teams a chance to come back from down three one? Is there, is there one that you particularly like their chances, or do you just think that they're both uh, done for? Actually, you know, you talked about how it wasn't smart for the Lakers to win game four, and I agree. I mean, the, the, the Lakers are probably playing checkers while the Nuggets are probably playing chess. Um, <laughs> do I think they're going to come down from 3-1 again? No. Do I think they could? Yeah, but do I think they will? No. I think the Lakers probably finish it in five or six. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a take over on the eastern side though, and I don't I don't know if you really wanna wanna hear this right now, but as I do on this podcast, I'm just gonna give you a take and see where you where you take it. Haha. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I feel like I usually respond to these better than you think I do. Okay, so. that's fair. That's fair. Um well, without further ado then, I guess the Celtics are gonna push it to seven. I don't know who wins game seven. But uh, the series is going the distance, and you you know I I you probably think that I'm jinxing it. You probably probably don't like me saying that. I mean, also you don't even think that that's gonna happen. I mean, sometimes I think that I'm pessimistic and negative about my teams, and then I just listen to you speak for like twenty seconds, and I'm like, I could be much worse. Um, so <laughs> I want to see what you what you what you think about the Celtics. <clears throat> Not just the Celtics' chances of winning the series, but the Celtics' chances of just pushing it to seven games. I mean, I don't know. For for the most part this season, they've been very they've been a resilient team, and when they've been challenged, they've you know risen to the occasion for the most part. Miami is a different breed, though. This is a different team, and I I liked them coming into the playoffs, and I should have trusted my gut feeling on them a lot more than I did. They are like Miami is just freaking relentless, man. They they never give you a break even game three when Miami shot worse than they're probably going to shoot in this entire series this I mean the Celtics just did the same thing that they always do of of giving up leads in the second half and Miami just kept coming after them Bam is a particularly horrible matchup for them they have nobody who can who can handle him and his athleticism and his strength and 
the way he just gets after it all over the court. And, I mean, Jimmy Butler is kind of like a smaller version of that, more like a perimeter guy, right? And, and, and they are just having a lot of trouble matching the intensity that Miami has. And that is not a thing that you can just fix, in my opinion. There were times in the Toronto series when the Celtics weren't matching the intensity, but they had a clear roster advantage in that series. And even then, at, at, there there were times that, yes, the, the Celtics were able to, to match that, but it's, it's not going to be the same kind of thing with the Heat. So I don't particularly see it going to seven games. I, I, they have their backs up against the wall tonight, and so I, I, I do give them, I don't know, maybe like a 50-50% chance of winning tonight. Yeah. Um, but their chances of pushing it to seven, winning the series, I, I, I am not as bullish on. You know, coming into the series, I was like, I, I, I understood that the Heat were the scrappier team. They were the tougher team. They were the more relentless team. But I kept on coming back to the fact that it's Jimmy Butler and Bam. And then past that, it's like, eh, decent. I mean, Duncan Robinson is not good. He's just not good. So what, uh, dude? He's <laughs> what? just not good. He's he's one of the best three shooters in the NBA. Well, that's interesting because he scored three points in Game Four, and that's pretty much all I needed to convince me that he's trash. Uh, oh anyway, my. yeah, because that was the one game that you watched. <laughs> I I've, I've watched all the games, and I've never been impressed by Duncan Robinson. But oh my anyway, goodness! Anyway, you watched that Game Three. You weren't impressed by him. <laughs> he had a he had a he had a fine game. Anyway. Back oh, to my point. He made like seven threes, dude. Back to my point. Back to my point. I was I was convinced that it was Bam and Butler and past that. Uh, not not really much else. And I this this podcast makes it a point to when a professional athlete is a very good looking dude, we must point that out. That's pretty much number one rule of the baseline to baseline pod. So um, Tyler Hero, dude. Great, really? great, great, great looking dude, but that really? dude, that dude is a beast, man. 37 points in game four, 14 of 21 from the field, five of 10. The dude's clutch. He hits big threes in the last couple of minutes, like every single game. Guy's an animal. And I don't, I don't know if the Celtics can overcome that. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play like that again. That was like the game of his life, basically. I also have to question a little bit your reference to him as a very good-looking person because I've seen multiple people on Twitter refer to him, like, say, like, make the joke that the Celtics got destroyed by a guy who looks like he's 15 years old, so I'm going to have to... No, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm going to have to call you out on that a little bit. Yeah, he's... But obviously you were wrong about, about the Heat, right? Because... If if anything, it seems like their their roster is the most well rounded and has the most depth out of anyone. It's not just Jimmy Butler and Bam. It's it's pretty much the exact opposite. They have guys coming in absolute spades who are killers. Jay Crowder, I I loved him when he was on the Celtics. He's so much better in this playoffs than he ever was for the Celtics, and I thought he was good. I, I liked him better than than most Celtics fans did. I mean, it always helps to have Andre Iguodala coming off the bench. He played big minutes for the first time, I think, in the last few games. Uh, but he's always a good guy to have. And then Hero, Duncan Robinson, I mean, Goran Dragic, obviously. They just, they, they just keep coming at you with all, of these, uh, with all of these different pieces. And it's really hard to manage for a team like the Celtics that's very top-heavy, right? So much of their production comes from Tatum and Kemba, and Brown, and then Hayward when he's playing. 
Um, and he hasn't been able to be quite, quite the same guy, obviously, because he's coming off an ankle injury, which is very understandable. But when you can't maintain that constant level of being able to match up with the other team, um, that's an issue. So for the most part throughout the game, Miami is going to have the advantage because only you know one or two of, of the Celtics' top guys are going to be out there at a time. And it, I don't know. I, I, it, and when you combine that with the fact that Miami is just playing harder and playing tougher and playing meaner, uh, I don't, I don't particularly agree with your take. I think the Celtics can win tonight. I guess I will predict that they will win tonight just because their backs are up against the wall. But for for the series, I I see Miami ending it either tonight or in six. Okay. Well, let me let me let me ask you this: If the Celtics push it to seven. Do they win Game Seven? No, I think I'd still give the Heat that that game because it, and it's it, I I guess it would be tough because the pressure of like giving up a three one lead, but like teams are doing that like every round now. Yeah. <laughs> like it's happening. It's happening. It's mainly the Nuggets, but it's it's not well. Like the, but they're always but they're always losing. I mean, the team their teams are teams are blowing three one leads to to get it to seven, but they're losing that seventh game also. Yes. But it's still not the same level of pressure when you see like other teams have done it a lot in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, and I don't think that Miami is a team that particularly feels that level of pressure anyway. Um, they are they are unfazed by anything that is thrown at them, and I mean that's part of the reason why I think they will end it in five or six, and it won't make it to a seven game a seventh game. But if it does make it there, I have confidence that they won't be hindered at all by that psychologically i think there's a chance that by the time we get to our next podcast because because we might have to take next next week off we'll have, we'll have to see about that it'll be a little bit in and out but i think there's a decent chance that by the time we come out with our next pod the finals has already started uh, so i want to i want to ask you if if it ends up being what i'm sure many people think at this point that it will be which is lakers heat uh what do you got the lakers in Six. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's a pretty mellow pick. Like I I don't know the Heat can throw Butler at LeBron I guess and he's probably one of the guys that's better suited in the league to handle him. And beyond that, you know I I mean I don't know I don't know who on the Heat guards Anthony Davis if the Lakers go big, because Bam would probably have to take Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee who or whoever would be starting at center. Now, the one thing is Miami could force the Lakers to go small like Houston did and start Davis at the five because of all the shooting that Miami will have out there on the court and uh, the the guards and just perimeter players that they can throw out there in, in waves. Um, they certainly have a lot more depth in that area than in the front court uh, Miami does anyway. Because you're look, I mean, their backup big men are like, I mean, I, I do like Kelly Olenek. I think he's a very underrated player, but he's you know, not the best, uh, like, second big to be throwing out there, right? So I, I, I would be interested to see. I think that Miami presents a pretty good matchup for the Lakers, but the Lakers are just operating on a different level, and they have two of the best five players in the league. So, You see, I didn't know. I don't know who can guard AD, but I didn't know who, who, could, who could guard Giannis for the Heat. You know what I'm saying? And they, they took – I mean, Giannis missed the last, what, game of two and a half games, whatever of that – 
uh, yeah. Eastern Conference semifinal. I mean, Giannis was getting buckets. No, when he, he was. was in. He was. But the thing, the thing that the Heat do is they, they, they pretty much say, Giannis can have his. Right. We'll give, we'll give Giannis thirty five forty. We'll give AD thirty five forty. Whatever. If, if we can just neutralize everybody else, we got a shot. And if, if those games are close, I mean, you got like a scrappy young resilient Heat team that just wants it and a Lakers team led by LeBron who's one of the most clutch players of all time that would be an extremely exciting series yeah I was just I was just gonna say it's a bit of a different calculus for the Lakers than the Bucks because you say oh well can we just like throw someone at AD and try to stop him the Bucks didn't have LeBron yeah (laughs) with Giannis Uh, so that's kind of an issue (laughs) I I would if I were the Heat I would try to seek out as many uh, situations as possible where I can get Butler on LeBron and Bam on Davis, and see if see if Bam can like try to like take Davis's heart a little bit. I've I've been impressed with how AD has kind of like shown the dog in him during this playoffs, I, which is something that I wasn't sure that he had really, and playing with LeBron obviously helps with that. But LeBron, even no matter who he's being guarded by, is going to make an impact and get his numbers and, and be a great player. But if the Heat can neutralize Davis, I agree with you. That's going to be where they can uh, where they can try to win this series. And they're just going to have to get crazy stupid hot from three, I think. Uh, because that is where their other biggest advantage is. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't understand your hate for Duncan Robinson. Before we move on to our next sports segment, I just want to ask, like, just what your thought? Because it basically seems like we've just put the Lakers into the next round. Um, I just want to get your thoughts really quickly on 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 the Western Conference Finals and maybe what you think Denver could do to to try to come back here. I, they 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 got to stop AD man. That guy's just a beast. I mean, I think that that buzzer beater that he hit in Game Two. Um, the Nuggets have been one of the, you know, lucky, I mean, not, not, not luckier, but you feel like fate has been on their side kind of the whole playoffs. Sure. Um, I think as soon as AD hit that shot, I mean, I, I guess it didn't really take the wind out of their sails too much because they came right back with a, with a, with a game three dub. Um, but this is going to be by far, this is probably going to be tougher than the three, one Clippers come back and the three, one jazz come back combined. Because um, now you're dealing with LeBron and AD. I mean, the formula has just got to be the same that it's been the last two rounds. Murray and Jokic just have to go crazy. I mean, I don't really yeah. know what else they can really do. Um, they they kind of got to both drop forty pieces every game, which they can do. I mean, they can do that. They and, can. And uh, the 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 Joker can come down with like, you know, twenty twenty five rebounds. It seems like something that he just does on a regular basis nowadays. But. Um, even though you think that he's like he plays the game in an ugly way, I don't I've, really understand I've, that. I've come around on him. He used okay. to, I, I I used to see him, and he was just like you know waddling, bumbling around, um, stumbling around, whatever. And then you see around. him like extend his arm and like just flick his wrist, and the pass goes from like the right wing to the left corner, like perfectly in the shooting pocket. I don't yeah, understand how you ever thought that was not fun to watch, but. I want to just, before we move on, just touch on uh, it really quickly. I think, especially in game four, um, and I I mean, game three, Rondo was really great. And I think yesterday, Rondo and Dwight Howard both were really great. It's like it's 2010 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But 
if those guys are playing like that, it's it's over. It's over. Yeah. The the Lakers are, are winning the championship and there's nothing to do about it. Those guys are probably not going to keep playing like that. But I, I do think it's interesting that Dwight Howard got inserted into the starting lineup and played fantastic. Yeah. I wish there was a way for like the Lakers to win the finals this year, but Rajon Rondo not get a championship. Because, <laughs> dude, I just hate Rajon Rondo. <laughs> He's just the worst. The we worst. can unpack we can unpack that later, but yeah, we're gonna have to jump I, to we're gonna have to we're gonna jump to our MLB segment. We are talking about specifically the National League, the wild card race as we pitched, something very near and dear to Nathan's heart, as everyone who is listening to this would probably know. He is a Phillies fan. So Nathan, what is your pick for the two teams that will fill out those wild card spots? Uh the fight is between right now the Reds the Giants, the Phillies, and the Brewers, and that's the uh, order of them in the standings, too. So currently, the Reds and the Giants hold the 7 and 8 spot, respectively. Yeah, it's going to be... The Reds are going to get one because they're, they have a win more than uh, every other one of those teams, and they have the tiebreakers with, I think, pretty much all of them. Um, so the Reds are going to take one of those spots. The Brewers are not going to take one of those spots because they pretty much need to go three of four or four of four the final weekend against a Cardinals team that has a lot to play for and has been playing really good ball recently. Um, and they need some other help along with that. So Reds in, Brewers out, comes down to Phillies, Giants, my favorite team and my least favorite team. And <laughs> I wonder I've, what you're going to pick. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm, I'm a little conflicted on this because normally I've had a rule uh, where I don't, I don't predict – um, the outcomes of my favorite teams, you know, playoff chases, games, situations, all of that, because I it, it just feels like a lose lose. I feel like if I if I pick them not to make it or not to win, then I like hate my own team and I like am pessimistic and just a loser. And, but if I pick them, then I jinx them, right? So normally I've been like straying away from that. But in can the, I cut hold in? On, hold on, let me finish. Really let me finish. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because this will be really quick. So I know you said that I was overly pessimistic at the beginning of this podcast. And yeah, then right. you said that anyone who is overly pessimistic is a loser. So... Put two and two together. David. Transitive property. Yeah, do the math. <laughs> do the math. All right, you. Move on. <laughs> Continue. So so normally I've, I've just said I don't pick Phillies games. Um, I don't pick Phillies series. I don't pick playoff, whatever, all of that kind of stuff. Was, but but <laughs> but have an opinion <laughs> in the last in the last week or two i've been like you know what maybe baseball is more fun to watch if you believe in your team and maybe baseball is more fun to watch if you don't approach every game with oh god how can they break my heart tonight um which you would understand if that was my position if if you follow the phillies you would understand why that's a thing we have the second worst bullpen in baseball history Second worst bullpen ERA in baseball history. Like, let that sink in. Behind only the 1930 Phillies. Anyway, <laughs> I have got Okay, that's Phillies. funny. I'm going to go with the Phillies. Um, that could change today. The Phillies play three games uh, against the Rays over the weekend. The Giants play four against the Padres. Two of those come today. So if the Giants go, like, 2-0 and and the Phillies lose, then it's pretty much over. Giants win. But as of now, before play on Friday... I think the Phillies find a way to eke out two of three from the Rays. The Giants go two of four from the Padres, and the Phillies are in the playoffs. Set up for a first-round ass-whooping by the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I would enjoy saying that. Um, 
I have I have a question before you because yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not entirely confident about my pick. Everyone here knows that you're the the baseball expert, not me. I was wondering why exactly the Reds are so much of a shoe in to make it. I get it. They are they have a, a win more than everyone else like you said. But everyone's going to end up playing the 60 games, right, at some point. Like, yeah. they need to make something up. Yeah. Everyone will end up with 60 games. So it's not like they are going to have, like, that advantage of, like, playing more games, like, existed in the in, in the bubble. No, yeah. And they're half game ahead of the Giants. Yeah. And each of these teams has a series left. Yeah. And the Phillies are half game behind the Giants. Yeah. So that is one game behind the Reds. It doesn't strike me... That yeah. it is impossible that yeah. the Reds could, you know, like, fall out of it or something. So, mm-hmm. here, here's... I, I looked at the schedules and, and the stuff, and 538 has the Reds as a 91% chance to make the playoffs right now. So, maybe what I'm yeah. saying is completely asinine. However, I looked at who they are playing. The Reds are playing the Twins. Yeah. Who are still locked in a battle for the AL Central. Yep. Which is important for seeding purposes. The... Phillies and the Giants are playing Tampa Bay and the Padres, respectively, who really don't have that much to play for. Yeah. Because they're almost, maybe even, I know the Padres are locked into their spot, right? Yeah, the Padres are locked into the four, and the Rays, I think, like, their magic number to clinch the top seed is, like, one. So they need one more A's loss or one Rays win, so they pretty much have the top seed. Right. So this works out pretty well for the Giants and the Phillies. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Giants to be the seven and the Phillies to be the eight seed. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like that. I feel like like chaos is happening. It's it's a weird year. It's a 60-game season. It's coming right down to it. Every team is within like a game or half game of each other. I just, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling some chaos in the next year, in the next week or so. Okay. Okay. I like, I like that take. I like that take a lot. Um, and I would obviously roll with that take because I don't care about seeding at this point. I'll take a best of three against the Dodgers, which I'm actually going to get into that in a in a couple minutes, just because <laughs> I need to be in the playoffs in some fashion. The only thing I would say is that I could I could totally see that all happening. I mean, the 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 Reds, as you said, they are the team playing against the team with the most to play for, right? Hopefully, theoretically, hopefully the Rays just pretty much fold and bench everybody. Um, hopefully the Padres are good enough to still beat the Giants two out of four, three out of four anyway. Although, how, however, it, it does stick out to me that the Reds are also playing the worst team of the, of the three. So if for some reason Fair. the teams decide, oh, we, we don't have that much to play for, but we want to like keep it, keep it going. I mean, it's not like football where you're like really risking people getting hurt. Yeah. So maybe those yeah. teams will just decide that we want to, that we want to try to keep the momentum going. Yeah. I think the thing that I think the thing that, that, that does it for me is that the Reds have that tiebreaker. And I think this is gonna come down to some team getting massively screwed over by the tiebreaker. Cause basically for the Giants to beat the Reds, they, they have to win two more games in their four games than the Reds win in their three. Which could totally happen, right? Giants right. could totally go out take take three or four, Reds could totally take one of three. That could yeah. definitely happen. Um, but unless that does the Reds are going to be in the playoffs because they have that tiebreaker, which I, I, 
in a in a normal season, you know, they 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 play a game one hundred sixty three. If there's a tiebreaker that needs to be broken for like playoff qualification purposes, not just for the seat, but for getting into the playoffs in the first place, I wish that they did that again this year. Unfortunately, that's not how they're doing things, and because of that, um, the Reds with the twenty one and nineteen NL Central record, which like isn't that great, but it's going to be good enough because the Giants are two games under five hundred in the West and. Um, they the the Reds like win the second tiebreaker with the Phillies, which goes to like last twenty interdivision games. It's all kind of messed up, but only for that reason, I think that the Reds are going to get in. But I could definitely see them getting in on a tiebreaker, and if I could see them getting in on a tiebreaker, I could definitely see them getting just losing. You know, because that yeah. just means one more loss or one more win for the Giants. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be absolute chaos. Oh. I think it's going to be anarchy, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> Dude, there's like there are there are five, maybe six games that like really matter for the Phillies. Like the Brewers play twice, the Giants play twice, the Phillies play once, the Reds play. The Brewers once. are kind of out of it though. Yeah, like, the Brewers are, are kind of back. Sure. Uh, we the Phillies just need the Brewers not to win like. All four. All of know? their games, yeah. Because, Who are the Brewers playing? Uh, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have something to play for, too. The Cardinals, right? and they've been, they've been playing good baseball. And they play a doubleheader today, and those are, like, notoriously hard to sweep. That's going to come back and bite me in the ass when the Giants sweep the Padres in their doubleheader today. Um, but the point still stands that doubleheaders are usually hard to sweep. Do you know what else stands out to me as maybe being a reason why I shouldn't have made the pick that I did? What's up? Cincinnati is only a half game behind the Cardinals for that second spot in the NL Central. That is also true. But so, so like they could, I could have just been completely wrong where they, I'm predicting that they end up outside the playoffs and instead they are one of the two like division, like two teams. Well, I mean, that just goes to show how jumbled the whole thing is. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's a bad take at all. I think it just shows that the playoffs, I mean, we kind of expected it. I was shocked by how clear the AL playoff picture is because like all eight teams are set i think every other team is eliminated except for like the angels have like one in a million chance to catch the astros yeah. or something like that but i mean other than that there's like a four game gap between eight and nine but the national league like there's four teams battling for two spots and there's six teams that still are four teams that still haven't clinched playoff spots that are going to end up getting in and it's just it's just an absolute mess and i think um Um, and We're it, keeping that in. And I think, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think the Phillies could. I, I, I obviously I'm bringing this back to the Phillies just because I'm so I'm so nervous about this weekend. The Phillies could <laughs> theoretically the Phillies could win one out of three, and there's still a path to the playoffs. We would just need the Giants to lose three of four, and the and the Brewers to do no better than two and two, which like both of those things could happen. But but the other thing about the NL Central is that. Uh, the Cardinals have one one fewer win than the Reds right now, but if they need to, which it's it's looking like they will need to, um, whether it's for playoff qualification or for seeding purposes, the Cardinals are going to play a doubleheader against the Tigers on Monday, and at that point the Tigers are going to have nothing to play for. Um, yeah. So and, and it's the Tigers, you know. So um, <laughs> two I mean, and eight I said, in the last ten. Yeah, so. I said that doubleheaders are hard to sweep when you're playing with everything on the line and you're playing against the Tigers. Maybe they're not that difficult to sweep. Um, yeah. And and the Cardinals have the tiebreaker over the Reds. Eh, wait, that might not be true. I don't know. Either way, uh, I could definitely see the Reds getting the second place there. Uh, I could see the Cardinals getting it. I could honestly... Dude, I could see any combination of scenarios, and that's why I'm really not okay. 
Yeah, the Cardinals do have the tiebreaker over okay. the Reds. Yeah. Because they won their season series six to four. Oh, okay. Just close. Yeah. It's one 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 game difference yeah. and it's five and five and it's a different matchup. Yeah. Um I wanted to ask you at, at the end of this segment here, if there's a team, maybe maybe a surprising team or a lower seated team, I feel like I know what you're gonna say for this, that is going to that you would think is going to make a run in the playoffs, uh, uh, you like you can pick one of the higher seeded teams, like one of the top teams, but that's but just no fun. it's not as fun, is no, it? Yeah. Um, you're actually wrong about what what you think I'm 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 gonna say. Okay, the Phillies okay. bullpen is just too bad. Um, I think, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. Really? Okay. Well, well, because we're not talking about the NL anymore. It could oh, be any any team any in the playoffs. Team. Oh, you thought I was gonna say the like Yankees. Uh, yes, I, I think I still think that you are going to say the Yankees. Yeah, I'm going to say the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, dude, the Yankees, like, a week or two ago, they were not looking so hot, and then they rattled off, like, 9 of 10. Um, yeah, and they're, the getting, they're getting back healthier. Yeah, but... the Yankees were my, were my preseason World Series. I think they were my preseason World Series winning pick, but they were definitely my World Series going pick. And uh, I kind of, like, went away from that because I was bought in on the White Sox hype train a couple, like, a week ago. And I still am. That's the yikes at this point. No, I I still am. I still think it's going to end up being Yankees. Five in a row? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they've been playing better. They've they've played better baseball, that's that's for sure. But I still think that White Sox-Yankees is going to end up being the ALCS matchup. And, like, I, I mean, at this point, I've been with the Yankees the whole season. They're not really doing anything to convince me otherwise as of the last week, week and a half or two ago. Um, so I, I got to stick with the, with the Yankees, but actually the thing, the team that I think could make a deep run is the Cincinnati Reds. And if you put the Reds in a three game playoff against whether it's the, the Braves as the number two, or even the Dodgers as the, as the number one seed, you give them Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray games one and two, the probably Cy Young. And then, like one of the best number twos in all of baseball who would be a number one on many teams, like probably more than half the teams in the MLB. Like the Reds could win easily one of those two games. And then it all comes down to a game three or they just win the two right there. We know the Dodgers choke in the playoffs. And I mean, Cody Bellinger's not the same as he was. Mookie Betts is like good, of course. But I think the, I think the Reds, I think that if, if, if the Reds match, you know what, if the Reds match up with the Dodgers, Reds win in three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Reds, yeah. Yeah. So for my pick, I'm looking through at this and just to, I think it's a good transition from your point because I it, it across sports, I'm a big fan of like point differential, run differential as being a much better indicator mm-hmm. of performance that and potential future performance trying to pick like a series or a game or something than like win one loss record. Right? It's it's just more variant, right? So I'm looking there at this, and um, the Dodgers are fifty, almost fifty runs ahead of the second best team. Yeah. So I I don't know about your Reds pick. It's fine. We're we're coming with the baseball hot takes today, and really they centered on the Reds, <laughs> which I I don't know if I've ever even like had a legitimate thought about the Reds before <laughs> in this podcast. Um. So I, I just I found that interesting that you're making that pick and, and the comparison of run differential between them, the Dodgers are plus one twenty nine over the Reds in, in run differential. The Dodgers are are at one twenty six and I'll let you do the math on what that means for the Reds. 
But I'm, I'm looking at this run differential to try to make my pick, and I, I guess it's kind of boring, but I think it's notable that the team with the second best run differential is the Padres. Mm. So, like, I know they're locked into being, you know, the top non-division winner, I guess. So, it's maybe not that interesting. But I I just, I think that's notable. And, and everyone's yeah. yelling at Tatis for hitting a grand slam. And, and now I'm making my pick based on run differential. And that, that affects it because uh, they edge out Atlanta for the second best run differential in the league by, like, six runs. So, eat on that, all of you baseball purists. Um so yeah, I think the Padres are a team that I would definitely think is like a non-division winner that could go far. And then the the other one I I I agree with you that could be a, a division a non-division winner that is very dangerous is the White Sox because they are plus 68. So I I do like your your pick there of uh of them going far. Some other notable ones from a run differential standpoint, both the Yankees and uh Cleveland are at plus 44. But you have to also take into account that the Yankees, like we've talked about, have not been healthy for the entire season. So it's pretty impressive that they are plus 44 and that far ahead of everyone else when they haven't really had their team healthy since, like, I don't know, like the first few weeks, basically, I guess. So I, I don't know. Those are, those are just some points. I, if I'm picking a non-division winner to, to kind of go... Uh, the Padres I'm looking at, and then even Cleveland, because that's a pretty good run differential for a team that's third in their division. Yeah. The Padres, dude, the Padres are good. The Padres, the Padres are, are really, really good. There <laughs> was a point There was a point in the season where it was it was looking like the NL... Second place in the NL East was going to be the five seed, which means that, the, that they play the Padres. And I was like, can we just get a wild card instead? Like, I really don't... I, dude, I like the Phillies. I like anybody's matchup against the Braves or the Cubs. Like miles better than I like a matchup against the Padres. So I'll definitely buy that buy that take, but the Padres could definitely go deep. Can I and I'm just going to harp on on run differential cuz I'm not knowledgeable about mm-hmm. baseball that much in in any other scenario. How are the Marlins the second team <laughs> in their division? They have a minus 40 run differential. Yeah. So <laughs> so this is a thing that um this is like my my only flaw with the run differential because I do think that it can be a good stat. Um, the 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 problem is in in baseball, right? Let's say you're down like six one six zero in the sixth or seventh inning, right? You're mm-hmm. you're gonna put in your like innings eating, you know, back of the bullpen, like probably triple A worthy guys. You might not right. lose that game six zero. You might lose it nine zero ten zero, right? And that's only three or four runs, but those kind of games kind of build up over the course of a season, and they end up making a big a big difference. And the other thing is, the Braves won a game against the Marlins about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, twenty nine to nine. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if you take that one game out, which like I guess you can't really take it out because it's like their offense exploded. You can't just. But they're like, still minus that. twenty. Yeah. 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 The Marlins would still be minus twenty, and the Braves would be plus fifty three. So. Yeah, dude, the Marlins, though, the Marlins are one of those teams that, like, they don't really have good players. Like, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're just a team that, like, they're kind of like the Heat, but without the good players, right? Like, they're they're scrappy. (laughs) They they know how to win close games. You're Uh, just saying that because they're in the same city, dude. (laughs) There you go. Wow, another analogy. Another another. Did you not even realize that? (laughs) Back to my point. Yeah, no, the Marlins... But see the thing about the Marlins is that they're 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 starting pitching is good. 
So if okay. you take the Marlins, you put them in the sixth seed is probably where they're going to end up. They play the three seed Cubs. I don't know. I mean, that could be a series. That could. That could. I, I think like it Cubs. would. I think it would. I would take the Cubs too. I think it would go to three games. The Cubs have responded well to your like midseason <laughs> saying that they're not that good. Did I say that? You did. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I think maybe what you said was that you wouldn't pick them in the playoffs based on regular season performance. I stand by that. Actually, but you were still you were still kind of hating. Actually, I think I think the Cubs lose to the I think the Cubs lose to the Reds. I think the Cubs lose to the Phillies. I think the Cubs get pushed, maybe lose, probably win, but they get pushed by the Marlins. Um, they probably beat the Cardinals. I think if it gets to a Cubs Braves, they probably lose that. Cubs Padres, Cubs Dodgers, they probably lose those. Um, Interesting. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really, I mean, I, I obviously I hope I'm right that the Phillies would beat the Cubs, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, I think that we have to we have to jump out from this. It's been it's been a fun discussion, but I think that we are running a little bit long. And again, we are trying to get this up before the Miami Boston yes. Game Five tonight. So, Nathan, let's jump into our pop song segment. I feel like last week you may have promised something special. So take it away. Yeah, the this <laughs> this the special is is still TBD. Uh, I have to see if that's if that's something I can do. But um, for now, so it's not, not so, special this week. No, <laughs> well, it's basic. Well, we're going we're we're going for the last two weeks. The last two podcasts we've gone we've gone country and we've gone death metal, and it's it's been it's been a I guess like a nice break. Whatever. I mean, not not for you because you hated both of them, but. We're going to go back to pop this week, and uh, I feel like an, an artist I haven't really shouted, I mean, I've done multiple Selena Gomez songs and multiple Ariana Grande songs. I did like one or two Billie Eilish songs. I think one artist we haven't really highlighted enough is Lord. So okay. today, we are listening to Team by Lord. All right. I have no idea how this song goes, but... Good. See, I was like kind of worried that you might have heard this one because it's like a somewhat popular song, but uh, I, I, I mean, I might have. I just don't know it by the name. Okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh my god! Okay, I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm concerned. Why? Because you know it? No. Oh. Why are you concerned? Well, well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, let me know when to hit play. Three, two, one, go. I do know this song. <laughs> It was in 2K one year. <laughs> I hate you. It's a, it's a good song. I like it. I can listen to this. Good. Oh, I always thought she was saying in the courthouse. <laughs> I, th- I always thought it was the cold I was in. <laughs> That's cold. a lot to fit into this small amount of space. I can't believe that I know a song that we're doing from 2K. <laughs> I hate that that was, like, how it clicked. Because, <laughs> like, I heard, like, the first note, and I was like, yep, I know this song. <laughs> it, it's, 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 I feel like it'd be a good 2K song. I've never it is, heard it yeah. in the game. It's a, good, like it it's a good vibe. Yeah. I mean, it also makes sense why I don't, like, why I didn't know it by name, because I was just listening to it while playing 2K. Mm. I was too busy getting buckets to look at when the, uh, the song name came up. Shut up. <laughs>
And I can understand why it would be in 2K. We're on each other's team. There you go. <laughs> See, I was, I was thinking, it's actually funny that you say that, because I was thinking earlier, like, this is a great song to play blacktop mode over, but if you're doing one-on-one at blacktop, then it, like, defeats the purpose of the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, good song. I, I I don't have a ton to say on it. I mean, I obviously I didn't know the lyrics, so that was why I said the thing at the beginning of uh, when I saw "Send the Call Out" repeated. Um, I don't even know how many times. Like sixteen, a lot of times. Um, that's why I was a little concerned because I was like, it's just gonna be another one of those pop songs that just repeats over and over again and I, like, I actually realize that that is like hypocritical because a lot of like you know like the songs from like the 60s would like repeat like the same verses like twice in the same song or something well we've we've talked about this when you brought the same criticism upon a, a, a prior but the song. difference is it has to be good, good and if it's right. good then it can be repeatable this was good. I, I the, okay. the send the call out part is iconic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. And like the beat like coming in during that time, it just like gets you. It just like gets you vibing. It helps with the beginning because the beginning it just comes in with like her voice, right? And obviously she's a very talented vocalist, but you're not gonna like start like you know like grooving like bob into just like a voice, right? You need that yeah. beat. In there, and so the beat coming in during the re- the repetition of the send the call out, I think is really important for establishing this song. Is like both a good vibe and also just a good song. Mm. I I I have to say that I I don't I guess it's um I I don't particularly know what it's about. I guess the the chorus would indicate it's about like being from somewhere that is uh not on like the wrong side of the tracks i guess but like not one of the like big cities or i guess Mm. a place where you would um see like a ton of success Mm. i guess but there's also other parts of the song that just kind of confuse me uh so i i I, what are your what are your thoughts on the song i actually um i'm i'm glad you you talked about how um you know repetition like it, it can be kind of overused in, in pop music these days. Actually, that's that's one of my biggest qualms with, with modern pop music. They just say the same stuff over and over and over again. They'll, like, so many of the of the lines are just so uninventive, you know? Like, they say one line and it works, and they just go back to it. Like, they just double up on it. So there was, there was one part in the song where she goes, I'm kind of over getting told to throw my hands up in the air. The post-chorus, yes. And then she does Iconic. the same thing. Like, she... Most pop singers, right would have would have gone with that same line again for the next line right just i'm getting i'm kind of over getting told to blow right but she goes with the same exact rhythm same exact phrasing i'm kind of older than i was when i reveled without a care and i was like damn like that that was one of my favorite parts of the song what does that mean though i don't know (laughs) (laughs) see at first i thought it was rebelled without a care yeah and like maybe reveled and rebelled mean like similar things like let's just go with that i think revel is like i know like revel is supposed to be like kind of like basking Mm. so maybe that's what it is it's like without a care you like don't care about what anybody thinks of you yeah um it's about like i guess getting older and like realizing that like things are are tough i don't know yeah it's a vibe it's it's, the song is a vibe yeah i I, I don't want to look into it too much i know I, i do love my songs with meaning Right. Yeah, it's, uh, one of my, it's one of my things, but I don't know if this needs to be that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have another take. Um Lord is a <laughs> Lord is a less sadistic Billy Eilish. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean she definitely offered like the I mean her voice is kind of like higher pitched than yeah. Billy Eilish, right? Like Billy Eilish is known for having like a pretty low low tone of voice, which I think works for her style and maybe works in what you're saying about uh, you know, them being kind of just like darker or lighter versions of yeah. each other. But do you yeah. want to expand on that a little? Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like they both sing really effortlessly, right? Like when they sing, both of them, you kind of just imagine they're like, you know, sitting in a couch or a recliner and like just going. Yeah, they're not like sitting up. They're not practicing like the proper like vocal practices no. of like, uh, like the posture and like you know having like a string like coming out of like the top of your head yeah. that you imagine is like pulling you up or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yes, I was in choir for anyone. Yeah, okay. I feel like I feel like they both they both do that. Um, they're both really like the 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 instrumentals, the 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 melodies are both like really really laid back. Lord is a little bit more like groovy. Like there's a little bit more something you know you can like nod your head to. And Billie Eilish's lyrics, Lord's Lord's lyrics are like, you know, like you it, they're they they give off like a really individualistic vibe to me like i'm independent i guess like i don't know that like sort of thing and billy eilish's lyrics i i i'm thinking more so in terms of like royals from that i feel like that kind of gives off that 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 vibe like that kind of luck just ain't for us like i'm kind of laid back like i don't need all this stuff and billy eilish's lyrics are like i buried a friend and i'm probably gonna die like next week <laughs> <laughs> so like similar vibes but like We might cut that. No, we're definitely not cutting that. You're definitely. <laughs> well, not I'm editing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, pretty something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so similar vibes. Um. <laughs> I might just cut that, cut out the whole thing, so that no, nobody knows at no. all what I would say. <laughs> Your turn to speak. Uh, should I just provide my grade now? Yeah, I, I have a feeling this is a historic day for Baseline and Baseline. A minus. Wow, it's my first day. Let's go. That's my first day. It's not really because of you, though, is it? It's because of 2K. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll no, take yeah, it's a good, no, it's a good song. I, I, I appreciate you had uh, a good... Let me just put it this way. I'm happy that you didn't have whatever, like, the special thing that you had planned was. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's that's coming. This was this is so needed after the last two weeks yeah. that like those song like their songs had potential, but there were just things about them that completely ruined them for me. <laughs> the way you analyzed them it didn't make it seem like they really had potential. No, in each in each case I said, Okay, so like especially for the country song, I was like this is like a good this is like I can listen to this, but it it is taking a i don't want to rehash all this stuff but it's taking it it's just in the wrong genre basically is what i was saying and then the other one was like i I appreciate when yeah when when someone can play the guitar as well as they could and i i like i think i listened back to it again the the song afterward and i was like actually the guitar playing wasn't really that good so maybe 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 i was wrong about that it's like fast but like when you think about it's like nathan ackerman expert guitarist here yeah, that's that's what I said. Um, yeah, 
Um, so I feel like because we got an A minus on the song, like we have to balance that out with an absolute dud, like probably an F on our next segment. <laughs> the freestyle. Are you ready for your words? Yeah. I, I, I might have done you a little bit dirty here. I'm not going to oh, lie. Dude, are you serious right now? You're, you're, you're allowed to do me dirty two out of four words. I mean, I have my four words. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not changing them. So. All right, let's go. Word number one is project. Okay. I feel like that's doable. Okay. Let me know when I can move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Scuba is your second word. Okay. And for all my Office fans out there, I, that, that's how I thought of that one. But you don't know that, Nathan. So. It's just a uh, bad show. It's not funny. Because if, if you can't scuba, like, what is this all bit for? Uh, number three, that made you laugh, and that's from The Office. Great show. Number three, uh, is Minute. Okay. Not too bad, right? Okay. Oh, God, the fourth one's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's um, gonna be, like, Orange or Angel. Angel? There's, there's no rhymes with, with Angel, I think. It's Outskirts. Okay. <laughs> I think there's there's things to do, but it's just a uh, you might have to work a little bit harder for it. Okay. Is all. Okay. And so, Nathan, while you figure out, take a little bit of time here to just kind of gather your thoughts. What is the beat that we will be using for this week? It is called One Hundred Degrees Under by Rage. That's capital R, capital A, capital G, capital E on the YouTube audio library. Totally free. Totally legal. Couldn't you have just said all caps? Yeah. Is this going to be anything like the song that we listened to last week? It kind of sounds like it. Oh, no. Rage. No, no. no. <laughs> no, no. All right. Uh, well, whenever you are ready, take it away. Okay, so we've got, we got Project. Um, uh, you said that you had those. Scoob- well, I wasn't writing them down because I'm on my computer and I didn't want to type. Okay. Project Scuba Minute and Outskirts. Okay. Yep. Rage on that beat going crazy. Yep. Okay. Swimming like a scuba, yeah, the band's on the field like I'm playing on my tuba. Yeah, I take the vacay like I'm going to Cuba. Then I go to my next stop and they call that Aruba K. Yeah, I'm a tight and they call me Jack Ertz. Zach Ertz, wait, now we are quarterback. Call me Jalen Hurts. Yeah, my bars go crazy. Yeah, they come in big spurts and I'm on the city. Yeah, and I'm in the outskirts. Okay. When did you say that? Uh, it's only like in like one of my three times that I said time, I said like <laughs> minutes. That's how we okay. keep time. Yeah, it was um. Mm. 
I mean, I said it had to be a dud. Like, we can't give them too good on episode, what, 15? <laughs> we can't give them too good on episode 15. <laughs> yeah, I realized last week, actually, I was mistaken. Uh, it was just like my notes. I think it actually is podcast 15 today. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, not a great start. Uh, yeah. Using some of the same words multiple times as, yeah. as rhymes, yeah. which is unfortunate. But I liked your stuba. Scuba was good. Scuba, tuba, Cuba, Aruba. That was good. Yeah, I liked that. That was, good. that was nice. I liked the... Well, I didn't like it, but I, 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 I thought you did a good job with the Eagles connection. Yeah, in, the thing is, Eagles I said fan. something like... I said something like... Jack Ertz. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, you know why? It's because... His wife is named Julie. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's because... It's because uh, I used to play baseball with Zach Ertz's brother, and his name is Jackson. So, like, I guess when I think Ertz, like, I got a I didn't know Even that he though, played like, baseball with Zach Ertz's brother. Yeah, dude, he's, like, 6, like, 12. It's ridiculous. What is 6, 12 as a height? It's, like, one more than 6, 11. Moving on. How did you feel about the performance? Um. Okay. All right. Brian is probably listening to this right now, um, and the a manager? lot of the time, is this the manager? A, a lot of yeah, yeah. A, a lot of time when I when I warn Brian like yo like this sucks, like he he checks it out, and he says it sucks, but he makes me feel even worse than I already did. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes it's just not like necessary. Um, so in order to to account for that, um, Brian, if you are listening to this, I gave that a. D minus, and it was only saved by um, Scuba Tuba Cuba Aruba. Um, so if you if you give this an F, uh, I'm never showing you the podcast ever again. I'm never sending you the base the SoundCloud link ever again because you're just a dick. Uh, you're just a jerk. Uh, as I said, he doesn't twice. even listen to all of it, does he? He just listens to the freestyle <laughs> part. <laughs> See, I think he used to listen to all of it. But now he's a busy guy, so he just listens. You, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, getting real. We're getting real. We're getting vulgar real explicit. Yeah. On the, um, on the pod today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you also like how I how I worked the word jerk into my analysis, considering that I used it twice in one verse in the rap? <laughs> yes, that was the other. One. I was trying to think. It was time and jerk. Yes. Yeah. Um. Hey, no. Berserk. Berserk was good though. I didn't really understand how I was going berserk though. Did I say? <laughs> Yeah. Well, see, I, mean, I feel like in general, I'm the kind of person who does not go berserk. I feel like I'm pretty reined in. That's an interesting way to say I'm a boring person. I mean, you, you're the one who decided to join a podcast with me, so. <laughs> yeah, so I could look good. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Um, I, I thought, like, I probably should have said, like, clerk, like... I'm checking out the bars because they call me Mr. Clerk. Like, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, and I'm boring. <laughs> if they call you Mr. Clerk. Fair point, fair point. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> See, yeah, luckily, not, not luckily, your best performance. Luckily Definitely at in the bottom point, half. Luckily, at this point, like, our, our, our weekly viewership is down to, like, two. <laughs> and, like, one of them is one of us, and the other one is Brian, so... Does Eileen still listen to the pod every week? I don't think so. <laughs> why would she? Yeah, why would she? <laughs> That's uh, gonna do it. Um, 
for this week's episode. Wow, we just kind of roasted ourselves here. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it. Thank you to everyone for listening. <laughs> you can find this and other episodes from this month by searching Baseline to Baseline September on SoundCloud. And if you want to find our other podcasts from previous months, you can search Baseline to Baseline with that month. And that is spelled out B-A-S-E-L-I-N-E to B-A-S-S-L-I-N-E. So make sure that you go and listen to, especially, I guess, our 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 episodes in recent weeks because our viewership has been down. <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say. I'm kind of thrown off by the end of that. Nathan, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, I, I just, everybody just think of me. Like, keep me in your thoughts this whole weekend. Um, <laughs> He's not even going to be able to watch the Eagles fall to 0-3. I don't so. care at this point. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> care. Like, uh... Yeah. Um, at this point, I think I would trade, like, a scoreless inning. Like, the Phillies pitching a scoreless inning over the Eagles winning a football game. Um, that's where my priorities are at in the moment. But, yeah, everybody, you know, keep me, keep me in your thoughts. Um, I don't know. So if you would be doing. willing to let the Eagles go 0-16 for 13, I guess, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that would put us <laughs> For 13 one, innings <laughs> of, or I guess 14, because they've only played two games. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, anyway. 16, though. I think that means you're a fake fan. <laughs> All right, you know what? No, it means just I'm a real Phillies fan. Anyway, um, I don't know if we're going to be back next week. I'm going to be on a lake house in Wisconsin, um, neighboring state to Aiden's Minnesota. They, they border each other, right? Even though I'm not in Minnesota. Yeah, well, also, I, it is so funny that you, everyone outside of the Midwest has no idea what the states are there. <laughs> Everyone in the country should easily know that Wisconsin is a border state with Minnesota. How do you not know that your your family's from Chicago? <laughs> it was more of a rhetorical question. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yeah, um, that's all I have to say. Um, whether it's in one week or in two weeks, um, <laughs> we will be back until then. Nathan out. <laughs> Thank you.